Attention, please. Places for top of show. Places for top of show. Hello, and welcome to Twins Talk Theater. We are Cindy and Stacy, and we're talking about theater, backstage life, and all the excitement that the audience doesn't get to see. Enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. Today, we have two people on, Larry and Fee Mira. Uh, I met them at the Long Beach Playhouse. Larry took over doing props when I left, and now Larry is the technical director. I tried to steal him for a little bit up in Palos Verdes. Uh, I did manage to steal Fee for a little bit up in Palos Verdes and other places. Uh, Both of them do, like, everything in theater. Props, costumes, um, set design, sound design, directing, acting... I don't think you've done light. Have you done light? Only in college, but you know, that was that was my experimental phase. <laughs> like, I don't count that. <laughs> so I was like, okay, we have to get them on the podcast. Also, um, Fee's the one who decided to start the D&D game, which I know I've talked about a number of times on the podcast. Yay. And Larry is our DM. So definitely plenty of nerdiness around here. Um which twin I'm sure gets plenty of pictures from me of different games. So welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you. Hello. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so how we usually start is asking, and I think this is only like the third time we've done two people. Um, how did you guys get started in theater? Uh, all right, cool. I'll they go both first. pointed at each other, kind of like Cindy and I. Did. Yeah. Um, so my first experience was in high school, Fiddler on the Roof. Good one. Oh man, I'm I am done with fiddle around. <laughs> <laughs> um, I played I played the the beggar the beggar character. Yakum, lock Yakum. Oh yeah, yeah. How come I only got one today when I got two yesterday? <laughs> yes, nice. That was, man, that line was perfection. So <laughs> yeah, that's um, the only one I remember. He says, "I'm sure yeah, he has yeah. more." We didn't we didn't have any sort of like um, technical background in theater or like at at our high school, tiny tiny theater in upstate New York. Um, we just performed in our you know cafetorium. So <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so it was just uh, just all acting acting work at that point. Why uh, did you just decide to audition? Your friends were auditioning. Why did you? Um, I'm thinking, I remember, yeah, it, it just kind of seemed like a fun thing to do. Basically, I think a lot of my band, bandmates from, um, from high school were also like auditioning for stuff. So, oh yeah, sure. What, what, what why not? You know? Yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> kind of how City and I started. Yeah. Friends yeah. got cast. We'll do shows. Great. How about you, Fee? Um, I have three older sisters and they were in the theater and so my first experience with it was watching them, and I was like, I want to do that. Nice. All three of them were in it? Yeah, they were all in school shows. So I saw a lot of them in, in musicals, and um, not too many plays, mostly musicals, and then dancing growing up. So Yeah. High schools and college do musicals because you can shove more kids into the cast. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> hey, get them look at this involved. ensemble. <laughs> exactly. Everybody. Yeah. Then your parents will come see the show. Funny. Why they wrote um, kids' choruses into operas as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sell tickets and get more people into the show. Oh, yeah, Cindy, I, I did, um, I was in the children's, all my sisters were in the children's chorus for Carmen at Tri-Cities Opera at one point in time. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's because they do Carmen like every five years. So yeah. it's Carmen, Bohem. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I know that set. That was, Carmen was my uh, first show at TCO. So I know that set. I know those costumes really well. Oh, uh, Perfect. Yeah, it's probably still in the warehouse up there, huh? I remember my costume was like a salmon satin thing with like, I think, black lace trim or something. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, So then you guys went to college and that's where you met right at at Ithaca? Yeah, 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 Ithaca. Did you go to college for theater or for something else? I did. Larry went for... Yeah, I did not. I I went for communications originally. Television, Uh... radio, and uh, advertising was going to be my major. That was... No. That was... (laughs) That was the wrong decision. And then I turned No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But uh, I got... I kind of got hooked in the production side of that... Um, like doing master control and stuff, which I really liked. And I was like, you know, I like this, but I don't like this as television. I kind of want to do live theater. So I ended up 
transferring my major over to uh, theater. Is that where you two met? And in Ithaca's, the theater? A, Ithaca's a really awesome, really awesome school for theater. I was super lucky. I, I wanted to go there so bad. And um, I tried to get into by auditioning for acting. They didn't want me. <laughs> tried musical theater. They didn't want me. Uh, but they wanted my dad's money. So <laughs> they were like, hey, you could be like a BA drama. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I, I was just really, I was really lucky that I got to go. So, yeah, and and I remember like my story for getting into Ithaca was really strange too because I remember applying and then they sent me back some information being like, hey, you haven't turned in all your stuff, and I was like, wow, well, forget Ithaca, I'm not going there. And then <laughs> I don't couple- want to do paperwork. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then a couple months later, they're like, oh, you're in. I was like, oh, uh, okay, cool, then I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, like Cindy worked really hard to get to Cincinnati. And then we talked to someone later who's like, yeah, I was in the like Navy or something for 10 years and I retired. And I thought, hey, let's try stage management. I've never done theater. And she gets into the the MFA program. And Cindy's like, (laughs) what? (laughs) (laughs) It's weird how how that works, like how I don't know how they choose people, but yeah, I guess like auditioning anywhere. (laughs) Who knows how you get chosen? Yeah, yeah. So does Ithaca Yeah, I'm pretty have, sure it's very random. Yeah. So does Ithaca have like set majors? Do they do an MFA or BAs or Yeah. Like they, my school, it was a small school and Cindy's school undergrad, and there was just a theater degree with like ten of us. Um theater department's pretty big there, so you can get a BFA, you can get a BA, and there's lots of different disciplines you can get a degree yeah. in. Yeah. So the did they have the it was separate. There was one for musical theater specifically, yeah. and then one for acting. And those were super intense. Yeah. You had to, every every semester, you had to re-audition yeah. to get to see if you could stay in the program. Oh, wow. So. Yeah, and they would do that through your junior year. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, every semester they would say, okay, are you still good enough? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so brutal. That yeah. has to be nerve-wracking. Like, yeah. I mean, once is bad enough, but then you got to redo it over and over. Yeah. yeah. But not for BA dramas. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good because I couldn't have survived that. <laughs> <laughs> no, my nerves would have been like through the roof. Yeah. And then I know they did that, that they... at CCM. It was called juries. Every year they had juries. And yeah. Uh, yeah, there were times where people were kicked out after like first or second year because they just weren't making it. Yeah, that's it's crazy. <laughs> so glad on the tech side. I don't have to audition. Yeah. Eventually, people just give me jobs. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so I no, think in tech, they're so had... excited to have they're so excited to have people in the tech program. <laughs> they're like, yes, please stay. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so so I know they had majors for uh, I think it was technical theater as well, but you could specify whether it was lighting or sound. We did none of that. <laughs> no, <laughs> we did. We did. We did the overview, yeah. which was which was the BA degree. So it was uh, getting a little bit of everything, which which was nice. So. But you still had the the resources at hand. Like the Stacy and I never really had those resources. You guys probably had like more or did you have more classes that you could take? Like a specific yeah. lighting class and specific yeah. sound class and yeah. specific Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they they, de- they definitely had the the different, you know, like uh, lighting lighting design class, set design class, like you could take, And multiple levels yeah, of yeah. each. Even like puppetry and stuff like that, they had it there yeah. too, which was super rad. Yeah. Yeah. I had, See, that's I what had we kind of miss. We had like, you know, intro to theater and then it was like theater history and acting and like. Yeah, there was like had two one or three levels of acting. That's my senior year. By then I had already been stage managing for two years. And I was like. Yeah. And two whole shows a year. And you guys probably had way more than two shows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very there limited. Were, there were two theaters and then two black box theaters. Um, so like the black box theaters, right? There were two of those. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. could um student run productions could go in there and then the big theaters always had a show, kinda like at the the Long Beach Playhouse always had a show running or loading in or playing and right. alternating. Yeah. And then those shows were mostly student run. I think the only people that weren't no those was ones a, it was a those ones were like staff produced. But I mean but students I, yeah, would yeah. run the stuff, right. But... I was like design wise and such. <laughs> I worked on one like as a costume a wardrobe person, yeah. but that was it. I hung lights for Bat Boy. And... Yeah, and that's how I got introduced to Bat Boy too. As I did lights for that. Oh, nice. Also, yeah, just lighting crew. And I didn't do lights for that show. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Cindy and I, uh, I never saw Bad Boy till the Long Beach Playhouse did it, but uh, we always followed the Weekly World News. Like, we always got that magazine growing up, and Bat Boy was a big thing in it. It was the best magazine ever. So when we heard they did a musical, I was super excited about it, but I didn't see it until the Playhouse did it. Twin, have you ever seen Bat Boy? No, they did it at, like, the Western Stage the year before I was there, I think. So the year that I was there, like, everybody was still talking about it, and I saw all these pictures, and people were playing the music all the time, but I've never actually seen it. Or they did it the year after. Something. It was like right before or after I was at Western Stage. But um, It's hilarious. I love that yeah, show. Yeah. Super he, good. He played the uh, mom and Sean played the dad. And it was like most Sean shows, it was super creepy and I hated Sean. <laughs> Which I'm not sure why he does it all the time, but he's really good at it. At <laughs> some point I'm going to get Sean. I'm still working on him. Nice. He's going to be on this podcast whether he likes it or not. He'll give in. Come on, it just took us like a year to get these two people on the podcast. I know. They're busy. <laughs> uh, so then after college, you guys moved out to California or did you, there was another step between college and Yeah, California? yeah. I mean, like, theater wise, uh, we took an internship in Florida. Oh, nice. Both um, of you together? Yeah. That's yeah. great. We kind of lucked yeah. into it. I, I applied for a position down there as a literary intern and... Um, the uh, I got costuming. Costuming. What costuming. what place down in Florida? Uh Florida Studio Theater. Okay. Yeah. There's so many theaters. Sydney yeah. works in an opera down there sometimes, but this, that's the only one. This I one know. was in uh Sarasota. Sarasota? <laughs> Sarasota. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that where the opera is in Sarasota? <laughs> there's the Oslo, I think, down Sounds familiar. Yeah. There is an there's a great opera company in Sarasota, but I don't I've never worked there. Oh right! Didn't didn't I remember the the costuming guy that came in? He he was an opera person. He don't don't touch my mustache, guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was how he remembered Doitashi Mashite, which was your your welcome in yeah, Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Doitashi Mashite. So he says, "Oh, I I know Japanese. Don't touch my mustache." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, how long was that internship? Was it was it three months? It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be like nine or seven. Yeah, it ended up being four. Yeah, why um, so short? I couldn't take Florida yeah, anymore. We, <laughs> we, we decided we were done. Um, yeah, no, for Florida, Florida, Florida's a bad place. It's not for us. <laughs> yeah, it's, I hear it's like California, but a lot more older people and a lot more humid. Yeah, I think one of the best things I remember from being in Sarasota was um, people would talk about going out after the show, and uh, we're like, okay, let's let's go out to the bar. Uh, nope, closed at six o'clock. Oh my god, that's like working in Santa Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we ever go out to bars. No, no, no. Yeah, but if we wanted to hang out, we couldn't. I mean, um, we had no family there. Yeah. We had we had some friends, but. It was an it was a very slow networking process because we're not really like go out and party kind of people. Yeah. So um, we decided to come out to California because my sister lived here. So at least we had that connection to start. But your and that sister really helped me. Was she living down here in the Long Beach area? Because I know now she lives more up north. Yes, yes, she was okay. in Long Beach. Oh, okay. And that's what brought us out here. Nice. But Larry, you now have your dad lives down in Florida. Oh, my mom. Your mom lives my in mom Florida. My mom lives in Florida, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she saved us. It was yeah, great. yeah. She let us stay with her after our internship when we were trying to figure out. It's like, oh, are we going to go back home? Are we going to try something new? And that was, that was fun. Super lucky again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But man, moving across the country, like Cindy did it. She went up to Pacific in Stockton for college. Then she went to Cincinnati for grad school. Then she went to New York. And I, like, what? I'm 70 miles from home. <laughs> for this, I've gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So big, big props yeah. to your sister and brother-in-law yeah. for letting us. They they were living in a small. I don't. Know, it was like a seven hundred, eight hundred foot square. Condo. Yeah, condo. Yeah. And they're like, you can sleep on our couch bed. And we were there for like a month or yeah. two. Yeah, <laughs> it was super tight. With yeah. the two-year-old son. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, geez, with a two-year-old too. Yeah. 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 Cindy sleeps on the couch here, but uh, when she first came out to California to do a show, and she was sleeping on my couch. Yeah, it was about. 700 square foot place and i had a roommate no you were sleeping you were sleeping on a futon on my my floor 
Because you didn't like bagels. Um, until, yeah, until I moved to the living room because I couldn't stand your rat eating myself. <laughs> <laughs> Baggins is very helpful. He appreciates it. But I, I feel like I, I did at least two shows on your floor. Yeah. Yeah, You're because like... in the in the El Segundo house, and then I stayed with you at least once or twice in Long Beach. Uh-huh. Um, and then when Kai moved in, I was like, oh, I guess it's a little bit more awkward now. I can't really like hang out on your couch 24-7. So in the opera got you. Housing. But yeah, up until then, I was displaced by Kai. But Yeah, the rat was, was displaced good. by Kai too. <laughs> yeah, Peggins was. We all were. <laughs> <laughs> Kai's laughing. You can't tell because he doesn't have a video. <laughs> so then you moved out to California what what was the plan? Uh, it was to see if we could find jobs. Yeah, and that was that you was know, that was, was the first my month plan when I moved to New York. I moved here, and then I was like, "Well, guess I got to find work now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We both really lucked out. We we I think we found work within a couple weeks after moving yeah. out here. Um, I found a place at a video editing place, so I was like, "Yeah, that college degree degree I was going to get in communications is helping now." <laughs> <laughs> And then, um, uh, go ahead, Fee. Oh, I, I worked at a cupcake shop on 2nd Street. Nice. Yeah, worked there for five years. It was really good. Wow, I didn't know that. I, I love 2nd. It's a great yeah, place. Yeah, you walk down it's there super all the cute. time. Super cute. Yeah. It is really cute, yeah. It's called Frost Cupcakery, and it's run by a mother-daughter. And um, it felt like a family. And I, I find that I'm usually, that's where I work, is in organizations that kind of feel like a family. <laughs> just how it how it goes for me i guess that's i mean we've talked to a lot of people about that a lot of people get into theater because it's like a close-knit family everybody helps each other yeah like you're not just a number somewhere in the organization but it's, yeah and the playhouse i mean i've been there for 10 years now off and on but every time i walk in like everyone knows who i am mm-hmm. how come you don't stop by the old men are like how's married life and i'm like been four years now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so then um you how did you get to the playhouse? Um yeah, so I was I was working a video editing store, I think at that point maybe like three years or so. Uh-huh. And then um Fee was in a show. I was in Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum. I decided to audition. Oh, is that your first show? I don't remember yeah, I don't remember how I found out probably Facebook about the auditions. Yeah. But I just I really missed acting and being on stage and so um and singing and dancing so i i was like really excited to go try it and nervous and everything and yeah that got me hooked there i started auditioning more there and um well how did you find larry i don't i must have told someone must have asked or something because i was leaving because i was going back full-time at the norris i told you to apply i I remember yeah because i remember having I think someone posted something about 24-hour theater mm-hmm. and I was I was interested in writing for it so I I had reached out to him uh about saying oh yeah I'd like to write for this and I think he said okay without like ever actually knowing who I was <laughs> which was really cool um and then I had, I also remember emailing him be like hey I'm really interested in in working at the theater do you need like a personal assistant or or whatever and he, he wrote back saying something like, well, I don't really need a personal assistant, but, you know, I'll let you know if there's stuff happening or coming up and around. And I, I don't I don't know how it happened, but Fee, Fee said, oh, there may be looking for a prop person. And I went down and interviewed with Sean about that and got that show. It was the first show uh, I did in conjunction with you. Round Machinal. Machinal was the first show that I did. Yeah, I didn't do Machinal. And um, it was the one with the spinning bed and the Pulp Fiction magazines. (laughs) They all been together. To remember. Yeah, I'll have to relook it up. (laughs) I don't remember. I don't remember. I remember a spinning bed. It was downstairs. It was on the main stage. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the spinning bed, but I can't. (laughs) <laughs> no, Doug, Doug C. Graves was in it. And... Yeah, but he was in like every show for you. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a ha- it was a half bed, right? Yeah, yep. And so it was like a, it had a wall, and then it would flip around, and then someone else was on it. 
or not on it on the other side? I don't. No, it all right. Yeah, I remember I'll, forum. I have to look it up. I did lighting design for forum. Yeah, so many shows. So many. So then you guys get into the playhouse, and that's one of the big things I want to talk to you about is the playhouse because I love the playhouse. Yeah. So now, Wait, Larry, I, you you guys went like three years without doing any theater, just like working normal people jobs. Um. Yeah. I. I mean, I was I was working as a video editor, which which I liked a lot. It kind of had a creative outlet to it that I enjoyed. But a lot of that job was transferring just old people, not old people, (laughs) people's old videos to digital. And so it was a lot of like, man, this is Disneyland for the one hundredth and tenth time. (laughs) Yep. Wow. Um. But I. I did. I did enjoy some creative freedom. I got. I got to do some like weird stuff uh i remember working for this african princess which was like cutting a video for her of like meeting her family for the first time like she didn't know she was like a princess and i don't know super super strange interesting um and then um you know doing other mundane things like someone came in with a like a business idea for uh meat when you when you cook it and you can tell that it's at the right temperature by it coming up with like proper grill lines. You you know like strange stuff. That... Yeah, but doesn't that depend on how hot your grill is? Like I can get a grill mark really fast if the grill's just really hot. Yeah, and they Anything were just like... they were just doing it on like if you were to put like on like a skillet right? anything on a skillet and then it would show up with like grill lines it's saying like, like oh it's cooked invisible to the proper temperature. Invisible ink that turns yeah, yeah, a color yeah. when you so when it's, it's at the on the meat. It yeah. Ew, that's kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> right. What are you like, putting now on what am I eating? Yeah. 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 All right. Just remove these grill yeah. marks. Right. Scrub yeah. the meat. Oh, we're good. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got to do a few little creative things, but yeah, yeah, not not theater stuff for a while. I, I tried. I tried to write and do things like that, but. And you guys also okay. paint. Were you painting much at the time, or feed paints? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> we got a cat. That was really exciting. <laughs> You're up to three now. That's super exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, Cindy, by the way, they have a cat named Lion if you would like another cat. Yeah. <laughs> but I, everyone's trying to give me cats. <laughs> You're like the fourth person that's like, do you want my cat? No, I don't want another cat. <laughs> well, you know, you're missing a cat and they have three. I'm just trying to spread the cat wealth here. We, we have extra cat. Yeah. <laughs> they found it. It kind of adopted them, kind of like you got cats. So it's perfect. That's yeah, kind of what happened. We do love him now. Yeah. It'd be hard to get rid of him. But yeah, definitely extra cat. <laughs> he's, he's quite bitey. But uh, <laughs> we like him still. Yeah, that's what happens when you get animals. Twin likes mm. like cat. She may have argued about it a lot, but she misses him. Yeah, he would be true. all over your foot right now. You would be having so much fun. <laughs> yeah, he'd be in the he'd be in the basement right now, actually. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, okay, so at the playhouse, uh, Larry went from props to technical director when everybody got moved around and Andrew left. Uh, so. We talked to Madison uh, quite some time ago, but we talked to Madison more about like the admin side of things. So yeah. the Long Beach Playhouse, for people who don't know, has two spaces. The upstairs space, which is a proscenium, 99-seat house. Downstairs is a thrust stage with, what, like 200? 200, yeah. 200. And during the course of the year, how many shows do you guys produce? Uh, 13 shows a year. And you build the sets for all 13 shows. Yes, huh? I do. <laughs> <laughs> so how does that work? Because that's more than one a month. How do you keep that organized? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really tight schedule. Um, you know, I, I think, how, how do I keep that organized? I think, honestly, I, right now I've been getting into the process of uh, just just doing it <laughs> yeah um no know, room to stop yeah yeah so it's it's just it's just kind of rapid fire one after the other so you know i'm just kind of expecting it it's it's just um being super prepared um you know i've got like a big board of all the shows that we do every year so knowing like who's hot who's hired for each show who's coming on for each show 
know, letting the designers know like, all right, you know, I, I need your plans this week because next week I got to build it and we're going to load it in the following week. Which you also have to find all the people for all the shows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, do you, who does the hiring? Is it Sean who does the hiring as like for directors and designers? Or um, do you have any input in that? Yeah, so Sean Sean hires the directors. Um, he also hires choreographers and the musical directors. And then I'm in charge of hiring lights, sound, um, stage managers, board ops, set designers, know, set designer as well. Yeah. Yeah, costumes is mostly done in house. Yeah. And props has an in house person. Right. Right. Or two people right now. Yeah. Yeah. Two people. One for our main stage and and another for the studio season. So. It's, it's usually hiring between five and six people per show. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's it's definitely it's definitely a lot of a lot of legwork for for finding people for the shows. How do you try to do that? Just because when I was hiring, I question I'm curious about. Do you try to do that like once the season, once you know what the season is, even before it's announced? Do you try to hire for the entire season, or do you kind of do it like? A few shows in advance. I try and do just a few shows in advance. Um, so basically, I think <laughs> when once the season comes out, I, I try and schedule out maybe three to four shows um, out, uh, just so just so I don't get super bogged down by what's coming next. I think so I can stay more focused on on the shows that are happening right now. And then so I can say, OK, cool. So once this show closes, then I hire for the next the next show. That's maybe five months down the line kind of situation. Um, so it kind of. So do you. Sorry, go on. Oh, no, that's fine. Yeah, go go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it might just be because opera works differently, but so much of opera is hired like a year or two in advance. Do you ever run into that or is it do you pretty much have a set? Kind of set designers in Long Beach, Southern California area that, you know, you're going to hire. Because yeah. if I waited half the time, if I waited until, you know, three months before a show, I, I didn't have anybody, anybody to work because everybody, you know, books gotcha. themselves so early. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've got like a pool of people that I, I continue, continually try to um, uh, grow. Uh, so basically at this point, kind of when I started into the position, we, we had we had a few people. Um, but they were all getting more professional in their work and finding work outside the, the community playhouse, which, which is great, which is basically what we come to expect at the playhouse. You hire people in, they get really good at their profession and then they leave. <laughs> um, yeah, right. So, um, I tend which is to, great for them, but yeah, yeah. Um, so basically it's, it's, um, you know, I do a lot of searching through the uh, local colleges, um, that pull into the playhouse. And um, we get them in, and then basically they'll run with us for several years, and then on. So it's always a continual process of finding new people to come in. But but for mm -hmm. for the most part, it seems it seems to work out okay. Where there's there seems to be a steady steady amount of people for the shows coming up, and usually in rotation. So what happens is maybe I'll use that same person for two or three different shows in the season. And then we get a couple new mm -hmm. people in as well. So we can try out new people, see how they work in the space, get used to the the system that we're running there. Because like you said, the system's very, there's no dead time. Yeah. There's no time to see if it's going to work. We load in a show. We have one week to finish loading in, one week of tech. You open, you run for five or six weeks. Yeah, yeah. And when... in that time, somebody else loads in or not someone else, you load in downstairs in two weeks and start over. And so it goes back and forth. Every three weeks or so is a new show built, loaded in, teched, and running. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 uh it's pretty crazy because basically once once a show opens, um, the next week is our designer run for the show and then for, for the next show that's coming in and then we load in on that Sunday. So it's it's soon as the show show opens, I'm building the next show and it's going to go in. Yeah. So when people are like, oh, I did five shows a year. I'm like, are you kidding? Larry just built 13 sets. <laughs> <laughs> and 13 tech weeks and 13 designer runs and 13 auditions. <laughs> I'm excited as a stage manager in opera if I can do like six shows a year, five or six. But all of my contracts are like 
now about seven weeks long. So, but then when I talk to designers, you know, they're like, oh, I did 30 something shows this year. Cause you know, designers can work on multiple shows at the same time oh, yeah. as a stage manager. I'm like, nope, I, like five yeah. or six shows and that's it. I'm good. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's, it's a lot to do as a You're stage manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you guys also do design work and stuff too. So then how does that fall in? Like, how do you have time to build the set as the TD and then also design sound or set or something like that? Um, yeah, it's it's fun. That's that's what I'll say. It's fun. <laughs> and then I'm like, damn it, you're ruining D&D. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I have found that as TD and set designer, the two the two seem to marry well together. Um, basically... Mm-hmm. I, I find that, you know, of course it takes the extra time of doing the research and, and the planning for the set the set design itself, but while I'm building it, I feel like I'm sometimes saving time because I'm not having to communicate with another person about like, oh, how about this change or this change kind of situation. Um, so mm-hmm. that, that seems to marry well together and I've enjoyed doing set designs. Um, for sound design, it's a little different, but um, I think the, the workload isn't quite as heavy at the playhouse at least uh, for uh, uh, sound design um, there's still a lot of time of pulling the actual sounds themselves and getting them loaded in but I really I really love programming that's the thing that I super miss about sound designing I don't get to do very often is sitting down with technology and programming it's a lot like editing for me it's just sitting in front of a computer by yourself working in a cave yeah yeah what sound comes from what speaker at what time how does it crossfade yeah yeah because you guys you only use microphones in the studio during a musical right so you're mostly working on building sound cues and effects and music yeah yeah exactly so we only use the wireless mics for the musicals uh so for um one one for the studio and then and then once on the main stage as well Um, but yeah mainly just sound effects and uh how they're coming in and out so yeah. And you used to do a lot more design when you were prop master. And now that you're TD, you, you kind of don't yeah. do as much. <laughs> yeah, because I was looking through this year and I was like, wow, I've only done one outside design so far. And that was like just recently. Yeah, set for Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, set for Pride and Prejudice. So I was like, okay, yeah, I, I really miss doing sound design. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I stay in one thing too long, then I'm like, oh, I miss building sets. And then I'm building sets and I'm like, I miss doing like the paperwork and making sure it's organized. Yeah. And I get into that and I'm yeah. like, I miss now. Yeah, it's great to jump around. Uh, Sophie, you don't have a full-time position, but you jump around and do a number of different things. I know yeah. you were working with uh, props when Larry was doing props. You do scenic painting. You help Donna in costumes. Uh, but one of the things I really loved, and I know you were nervous about is you directed um what is it importance of being earnest yeah and kai and i saw it and i loved it because you had an entire female cast playing all roles but you didn't change the words or anything so did you come up with that concept or were you working with someone (laughs) on that um larry and i got to go to london um, when we were in college, we were super lucky going to London, and we got to see at the at the Globe um, a production of Much Ado About Nothing, all female cast, and they nice. just did the script, and uh, they didn't care. <laughs> yeah, this great Scottish lady played Benedict, and she was amazing, and so um, I just totally ripped that off. <laughs> like that was amazing. So let's do that because um, Sean was asking me if if I'd like to direct something. And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, well, Shakespeare's free. <laughs> I'm like, well, what else right. is free? <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, I've always loved Ernest. And, um, and uh, yeah, I was like, oh, well, maybe we, I don't remember how we re- just connected those two ideas, but that's how it came about. <laughs> so did it, there's, and oftentimes Ernest isn't the, uh, isn't there a character usually played by a guy? There's like an old woman character. Yeah, uh, Aunt Augusta. Yeah, or Lady that's... No, right? Lady Bracknell. I, I'm Lady, thinking. Lady I think it's Lady Aunt Augusta. Is something Lady else. Or is yeah. it the same? One? I don't know. What's I don't know. Opposite of <laughs> Lady Bracknell. But usually, <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's okay. We can't remember half the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so I know, probably mark if you've seen it as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was like, is it a woman? Is it not a woman? Is it just a really good costume hair and makeup? Like, I couldn't tell. 
uh not to be rude to the actors or anything but it was it was all female um did so you directed a number of other shows too was it different working with an all-female cast playing some male parts or was it just another show and not very Um, different in the way you directed or interacted with them yeah i wouldn't say it's different i'd I'd say every show is different in that way but um not any different or it was great uh they were they were they were really supportive of me i I got a little emotional at some point. I don't know why, probably just tired. And I just like started breaking down crying and I just had to like give myself a minute. And when I came back, they were all like, are you okay? (laughs) Yeah, I'm okay. I'm just six week rehearsal process. Yeah. It's a lot of energy and emotion. Yeah. And when Sean does it, you know, he, he adds another three weeks onto it. So I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He's crazy. We'll worry about him later. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think about directing again and say I don't, I don't think I'm ready, but it was it was a good time. Um the girl I asked to play um Lady Bracknell was really really young in her 20s or something and she's like I still don't understand why you cast me in this role, but I I'm going to do it, you know. It's totally great. And I was like no cuz I cast you cuz you're amazing. <laughs> I felt a little bad like I you know Maybe I should try and make sure older ladies get parts, but I, there was just something I I hate casting. I hate disappointing people, but there was just something about um about Galen in that role that I was just like I really like this, and I just would be sad if I missed this opportunity. And there were a lot of other women who were really excellent in that role too, and so I just hate that part of it where you have to tell people that they're not cast because as a person who likes to act and has been, you know, rejected several times, I'm like, Oh, I hate that bit, you know, but um, it was a fun show. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. And then you were like, I don't want to direct anymore. I was like, but it was such a good show. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see more like that. Uh, For the, the casting part, I know because then and I aren't actors. um, That's one thing that's always, I feel like if actors sat on the other side of the table and saw what it was like to go through the audition process from our point of view, they'd understand, like, we didn't not cast you because you sucked. (laughs) We didn't cast you because you didn't fit with this other actor. Or (laughs) there's just so many reasons. And most of it has nothing to do with them being bad. And a lot of times, a lot of times it seems like the reason is just like, I just have to pick someone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I really don't know. And something is telling me maybe this one, and I, I really don't know. And then, um, yeah, so it's it's really not personal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's hard because when we were in choir, yeah, we wouldn't cast, not cast, but like we'd audition and knock it into the group and all. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but he has to consider like the entire group. Yeah. And how everybody fits together and works together and types of people and all that. I think that's something actors should do. I'm not entirely sure how they get to the other side of the table, but maybe volunteer or something yeah. to, to see how it is. Well, Larry and I produced our own show oh, yeah. at one point. Oh, yeah. So uh, the Translucent Frog? The yeah. Translucent Frogs of Quip. <laughs> There's many U's in Quip? there. Quip? Quip. Quap. Quap. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> so, okay, then how did you decide to produce something? Because so far we haven't talked about you guys oh, producing anything. Yeah, okay. We're super excited about this. Yeah, you got um, <laughs> Yeah, so when we were in London, uh, we got to see the show. Um, it was a part of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, um, which, which is this cool little festival. I, I'm sure a lot of people know about it. Yeah, um, it's pretty big. Yeah, uh, it's basically where a bunch of like new works go to just kind of like, hey, here's an audience. And here's a bunch of, yeah, yeah, super rad. Um, we didn't actually see it at the Fringe Festival. They had like a second showing of it basically at the King's Head Theater Pub, which was like the oldest theater pub in London. I think, Cindy, we might have seen a show at the King's Head. I, yeah, that sounds really familiar to me. So we probably did because we saw like, we went everywhere. So. Was it a tiny little room in the back of actually a pub? Yeah. Okay. And there was like yes. five of us there at lunchtime. Yeah. Because yeah. we went, I mean, getting the tickets was a whole nother oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll but talk about when, that. We, <laughs> when we went in to go see the show, we were like, well, this is a pub. 
we're here for a show and they're like oh yeah yeah and they pointed down the way and like this little door opened up that uh-huh. looked like part of the wall and like oh there's something in there yeah, <laughs> this it's tiny cool. little room <laughs> that's amazing yeah yeah so um yes we we your mom was coming out and we wanted to get tickets to a bunch of different shows and we yeah. saw a flyer for this show and we're like yeah let's let's yeah. let's let's buy a ticket and um so there was this office that we walked up to and there was where there was like a fireplace there was just like files stacked in it like old victorian <laughs> inside yeah. of a, a house kind yeah of thing. there was a couple people working and uh we're like we're here. i mean i remember no one there but that's oh, oh, okay anyways <laughs> For sure there was someone there. Well, there was when after we called out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's um, no one here. Yeah, and so we're, we were looking to buy a ticket, and, and it seemed like that this was a strange thing to them. <laughs> and they were searching around. They're like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so we, we managed to get tickets to the show, and it was just the most brilliant piece of theater I we have ever so seen. I love it so much. Um, it's just funny and silly. This this great musical by Chris Larner is called The Translucent Frogs of Kloop. And if you want more information, I can tell you all about yes. it. Yes. <laughs> um, so that so we was decided how, how long that. ago did we see that? That was over 10 years ago. Well, now. yes. Yeah. Um, and, and it was in 2005 or four or something. Yeah. Is and when we saw it. Yeah. So then uh, we spent some time away from it. <laughs> and then uh, I later was able to contact Chris Larner and get the rights for it. And he was super excited yeah, uh, he's a real cool guy. Awesome super... guy. Is yeah. he British, Scottish? Yeah. He's British. British, yeah. Uh, he's done a couple other uh, pieces of work, and he was also on BBC. He does some talk talk radio stuff as well, in addition. Uh, but super, super cool guy and super nice to work with. You know, he was super open to us to us doing the show here. and Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we decided to produce the show as part of the Long Beach playhouse collaborative season and uh that was you know all the fun the fun times of raising the finances and doing the (laughs) advertising the stuff that we don't necessarily like to do which is strange you know as as an artist we're like i just want to do the fun bits yeah i just want to do the artsy stuff (laughs) yeah yeah and so it was it was such a process of trying to figure out how do you actually put on a show and just with a couple of people Cast of four. And what? Larry, you were in it. Y- yes, I wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> we had auditions and we had one guy show up and then Anna Kate was really great. So she's, she auditioned for us. They were like, you don't have to audition for us. You're in. <laughs> but she sang us a song anyway. Like, yes, that was lovely. And now you're cast. Yeah, we've seen you in a number of shows. We love you. You're great. <laughs> yeah. um, and so Anna Kate's husband, Andy, um, the music for us which we're so lucky to do because when we got the the score it was um it was very difficult to figure out because it was just kind of chords and i don't know it wasn't it wasn't ever fully it wasn't ever like sheet music fully put onto paper and then unfortunately mark stevens the guy who wrote the music died so that was very sad but yeah so luckily, Andy figured out based on listening to a sound recording of the original cast and then looking at the music that they sent, he was able to figure out something that sounded like the actual <laughs> underscoring <laughs> of the music. But you guys did get, did they do a recording or just the playwright had a... Yeah, they did an original it? cast recording of the of the show and the like full Like a radio show, show yeah, version yeah, of it. Oh, radio, nice. Yeah. Which we have. Yes. Really good. <laughs> Let us know if you want any copies. Yes. We have extra CDs. <laughs> <laughs> or do the show. All proceeds go to Chris Larner. Yes. <laughs> I said, or do the show. You guys are experts on it now. Yeah, yeah we want to do it again. Yeah, we, we really still do. have the canoe. So. Yes. Yes. So the the most wonderful part of this. <laughs> oh, no, you can't give it away. Okay, we won't on give radio. it away. There's a canoe and it's There's a canoe. fantastic. Yeah. I, I saw pictures of you guys building it in your. Yeah, in our front garage, yard. Front yard <laughs> yes. area. Where where is the canoe? Your house isn't big enough. I haven't seen it in your we house. We get to store stuff in the in the garage. We've got 
uh, one side of the garage we get oh, to start okay. using. Yeah. I was and, like, it's not at the playhouse and it's <laughs> not in your apartment. Where's the canoe? And during the production of this show, we had a lot of um, scrap wood and uh, set pieces stored in the garage. And eventually our, our, our landlords who live out front came to us and were like, uh, you guys need to move some of this stuff out. <laughs> like, All right, we know, but we just produced a show and it nearly killed us. <laughs> Uh, that was the one and only show you've produced so far. What do you think are the biggest things you learned by producing a show with no no training, no schooling, no any background in it? I think if you love it, it'll carry it carry you through, even if it's stressful and yeah, yeah. And <laughs> we went a little easy on ourselves, maybe, but that helped too because there's like our only requirement is that we open. That was, <laughs> if we that get was to funny. opening. Then we're we've su- done we, it. Yeah, we're successes. We, 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 we've succeeded in this endeavor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think like probably the biggest thing is is just just promoting yourself. I think is the hardest thing to do. It's it's really hard for me to like talk about myself or to say like, oh yeah, this show is the most amazing show ever. So you have to come and see it no matter what. It's really hard for me to mm-hmm. go out and tell people that because I'm like. Well, what if they don't think it's the best show? Yeah. Am, am I a liar all of a sudden? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're going to hold it against me and yeah. be like, that sucked. Why did you tell me to go to this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think I think it was just like really being able to believe in yourself and, and yeah. you know, just be like, yeah, we, we did a good job. So for me, it would be like if there's one tip about producing, it's it's budgeting not only money, but time and energy and making sure that. Even if if there's something like you're really excited about, sure, go all in. But remember that you have to have, at the end, present a full piece. So trying not to get so involved in one aspect that you neglect another. Did you guys do everything for it? Like set, I mean, you built the canoe, you directed, you acted. Did you do lights? So Larry did the set. We both worked on the lights um, together. We had someone helping us, but then she had to do something else. Yeah, so she had to, yeah. The last week, we were just like, okay, okay. I guess we're doing the lights. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then um, our sound designer, what? Brian. Oh, oh Brian. Yeah. Brian was, Brian was going to do sound for us for Quoop. And, and I he didn't had, remember that. He had passed away, unfortunately. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Because I remember I was coming in and, and Madison was all like, oh, we're, I know you had like a meeting with Brian. And then she told me and I was like, oh, my God, no. Yeah, because that was he died of that was so like crazy. pneumonia or something. Like he yeah. was just yeah, like the, really yeah. sick. And then his of the flu, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, so we had our, our brother-in-law, Stephen, actually come in and do the sound for us. Yeah, that, that was just so, so shocking. Mm-hmm. He he was there. I saw him two days ago, like Brian. Yeah. And then uh, I was I was commenting on some Facebook post he did, and then the next day Sean called me to tell me, and I was like, "So, but like he was just on the bus yesterday. Like oh I don't gosh. understand." Yeah, yeah. So if anyone goes to the playhouse, there's a the bar is named after Brian. Yeah, he was also a big D and D guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Before we started playing, uh, so there's a D and D cup with a dice D twenty on it for him. There. He had given us a tabletop ping pong game, and yeah. we keep we kept the little note. Oh. He said, "Oh uh, yeah, like, it was pinned to the door of the the shop yeah. for a long time." Yeah, yeah. yeah. He said something like, "Because the the sight of you two playing ping pong together would be just too cute or something." Yeah, like that. yeah, it was so awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the hard times when you lose people way too young. Uh, I had oh, yeah, I completely forgot. Way back in the beginning, you guys, I was asking how you guys got into theater and stuff. Fee, you dance. Yeah. Was, was that part of theater, or did you dance on the side? Do you do dancing in theater? So my main, my main dance was um, from school called ballet arts theater in binghamton it's it's no longer um it's no longer running because tina christina price the girl the woman who ran it uh stopped stopped it um around when i got out of college but um two of the three of my sisters took ballet there i took ballet there forever um and so yeah that that was the main bit of dancing i still love dancing but i don't do it nearly enough yeah, ballet is one of those things like you can't just do it anywhere. You kind of have to have 
the poles and the right stuff. And did you ever get on point? Yeah, I love point shoes. One of my Halloween costumes, I was just like, I want to just wear my point shoes. So I put on like, I decided to be a, a pixie. And so I, I got a whole bunch of pixie sticks. I put on my point shoes. They made like a little, I don't know, jean shorts and a, and a blue top. And I was, a, I handed out pixies and I, <laughs> I got to walk down the hall in my point shoes. And that was the best thing ever. <laughs> so, I just want to walk like this everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Just wear my point shoes every hour. Yeah. yeah, it takes a couple years of dancing, right, before you can get on point. Cause yeah, you have all those muscles. You've got to develop the strong ankles and make sure that your um your joints are stacked properly. And then some people, like some people's feet, just are not gonna work well with you. Like some people, they can't. They just feel like it's not worth it to go on. Once they try it, they're like, yeah, this is this is awful. So I think like people's feet are built so differently. Like for some reason, mine um, like it. They like being on the on the points. But I think some people have like their toes are in a different position. So they feel like when super you would be scrunched. terrible at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would be like, no, not not happening. My toes are not working for this. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Considering Twin can't walk right now, Point would never work for her. Oh, no! <laughs> uh, so do you, you don't do much dancing anymore, but you do yoga now. So does that kind of get your energy and muscles and stuff working? I, yeah, I, I'm trying to be better these days. It's it's always like, you know, we, we had that gap where we didn't do theater i had a gap where i didn't do dancing i'm now not doing the yoga that i used to do but i am <laughs> some i'm i'm getting back into it so we'll see where that goes i think what i'm trying to learn most is how to manage my burnout because i just get excited about things and i want to do them all the time and then <laughs> i crash and then i'm surprised <laughs> so like trying repeat. to even that out would be would be my goal right now yeah, be a little more consistent and disciplined. Your super excitedness has got us into a D&D game that's now two years long. Right. <laughs> and still going. <laughs> no one's dead. Well, um. <laughs> he did lose one character and he had to come back as a different character. Yeah, yeah. So Still yeah. alive. Still alive. <laughs> still going. <laughs> Same number of players now as we did in the beginning. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> yeah, it's a really big D&D game. Yeah, because Most- I was so excited. Yeah. I kept telling everyone, there's like, stop telling people about our game. <laughs> yep. They invited enough people that we couldn't hold it in their house anymore. We had to move to our house. And still, you have to walk on the couch to get around the table to the food because <laughs> our house is only so big for the number of D&D people. <laughs> uh, do So, Larry, I'm going to be nerdy now. Sorry, Twin, you're just going to have to deal with the D&D stuff. Oh, no. Do you think any of the theater training has helped you? With the D&D, because Larry not only is the dungeon master, but he has to voice and act all the side characters that we come across. And, yeah. Like Ted, Ted's bread. And um, one character who I'm sure he thought was a throwaway character named Arg has now become one of our teammates uh, and has a vital role. And so Larry has to keep playing DM and Arg and Ted and all these other people with voices. So... Uh, what do you think? Your theater training help you on figuring out story and character and trying to keep all of us crowded into yeah, one area? Yeah, definitely. You know, like, I feel like it's made me a better person <laughs> <laughs> um, about, like, being a better leader in general as well of, like, trying to corral so many people and, and, and still uh, getting everyone on board. Um, especially, like, just the improv of it, I think, has, has made me, uh, you know, just appreciate what actors do on stage (laughs) um hopefully not improving too much on a scripted show but yes um i think i think in addition um it's just a really great creative outlet like i've been struggling with writing for years and to be able to develop a story and to create a character like arg that so many people really like so much (laughs) and I, i think for me making that children's book that arg yeah arg, arg created. created a children arg is a orc. he's an orc yeah. or she's an orc yes. arg's a female and was given to us for a while to basically babysit us and made a children's <laughs> book and larry wrote up an entire children's book with pictures and everything 
that are created. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> um, yeah, so so it was just it was just like a really like it just seems to like coincide so well. I think you know it's it helped me do writing stuff, and I think just become like a a better maybe even just a better friend in general. I just <laughs> I just really I just really enjoy hanging out with people for a chance and and to just be silly and creative and and nice. So yes. Theater, theater has <laughs> no, helped me. The short answer is yes. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes to all the things. Um, yeah, I think I think theater has definitely helped me helped me be better at DMing, and and DMing has made me better at being a theater person. <laughs> <laughs> we talked to a couple people who play in in D and D games, um, and like I never played D and D before you guys. Kai had played, but he wasn't a theater person. But almost everyone in our D&D group is theater people or related to a theater person from the Playhouse. Dating, married, sister, yeah, or something. So it's funny because I think that's like the only um, social interaction most of us have outside yeah, of theater. So. Is when we get together with other theater people and play D&D. Especially tech people. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the only people we hang out with are Larry, Fee, and Sean. <laughs> most of the time it's every other week in D&D. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's excellent. So Twin, you need to start a D&D game. Actually, Spiro was talking about that the other day because Matt and Spiro used to play all the time. So when we went over last weekend, Spiro was like, we need to revive it. And I was like, last time we revived it, we spent four hours of you guys talking about what you used to do in high school. <laughs> we didn't play D&D at all. But they were yeah. like, it's yeah, about the so? same thing. It's a- <laughs> yeah, it's very similar. We spend half our time eating, drinking, uh, playing with the dog, trying to figure out what we're doing. And then we we still yeah. well, like we, we set it up and like they tried to explain to me like how to set up my character and I I think we rolled like twice each or something like <laughs> we didn't make it very far but yeah know. we still do that we're still like oh shoot what am I doing and it's like dude you've been this character for two years what do you know what do you mean you don't know what spell slots you have <laughs> it happens all the time yeah a lot of distraction and the side conversations <laughs> and arguments between two characters and then uh-huh. some people someone going off on their own. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> Kai's laughing at that one because we have that. I know. Now I can hear Kai in the background. <laughs> okay, I guess we'll get back to some well, theater things, non-theater things. We're getting close to an hour. Uh, we try to keep the podcast around an hour. So the last question we always ask are: Do you have any twin stories? Considering you know me, there has to be at least one twin story, but they don't have to be theater related. But like, did you grow up with twins? You know, other twins? Have you played a twin? Have you worked with a twin? I, I, and funny thing happened on the way to the forum. I was cast as Gemini and then I auditioned again and I was also cast as Gemini. <laughs> so the, the Gemini are the twins. And in one of those, the second one, um, my sister, well, my my counterpart had to drop out of the show, so um, they were looking for another person to be my twin. And I was like, well, my sister looks a lot like me. And every time <laughs> she goes to the theater, people are like, hey, Fee. So she was excited to be in the show, and, and um, she made it work. So I nice. guess that would be my twin story. Yeah, Excellent. twins with your sister. Actually, I, I think also my oldest sister, Katie, played um, Gemini in a production of Forum <laughs> as well. So I guess that's the role that I our the Randolph girls get. It's the in one you're the built forum. for. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to play the Gemini's. Yep. Um, do I have any twin stories? I don't I don't, I don't know, know if I do. Um I know that uh growing up in Oxford, I think some twins lived behind us. <laughs> <laughs> and there was like yeah, there's twins. My my sister knew them better than I did. I think she would probably have the twin stories, but mm-hmm. they they were what was it like when you first met me? I can't remember the first time that I met you guys. I know it was at the Playhouse, but yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think about that too. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure Stacy yeah. told us that she had a sister. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I think. I think. I think the coolest thing about about knowing the two of you was knowing that. You were working in Binghamton. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing for me. <laughs> where That's we true. kind of grew up. And yeah. Then, and then your other half was out here in California. So it was like... Where I, we ended up. Yeah, right? I felt like, yeah, we're connected. Yeah, because so. you guys started out here and then Cindy, you moved out and then 
we started back there yeah. and I and yeah. we moved out here. So that's didn't, <laughs> your parents went to go see one of the shows that Cindy did at TCO? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, hey, Sweetie, if they ever want tickets, probably. Twin would just get them tickets. <laughs> yeah, I think they did. I can't remember what it was, but my my dad is. It was probably um, Sweeney Todd because I had like everybody came to see Sweeney Todd. I don't. I can't remember, but I, I don't remember either. I know my dad is also the uh, the president of the Downtown Singers, and I think sometimes they rent out the forum for their production. Yep. So I don't. Yeah. 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 Well, I didn't was, know he was. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Small world when he's like, "Oh, I know Binghamton," and I was like, "Why?" <laughs> yeah. Tim says it's not a very big place, and she's like, "Exactly." I'm there. And I was like, "Wow, how weird!" And now you're at the playhouse with me. <laughs> Super weird. Nice. Uh, what What are you guys working on? Well, I mean, besides like fifteen shows, is there anything super exciting project wise that you guys are working on right now? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Chris Christmas Carol uh, right now at yeah. the Long Beach Playhouse. I'm actually directing it, which is my first directing at the Playhouse. Nice. Yeah. Way to get suckered into that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But See, it's a, you did it. It was like a bright idea of mine. You should direct Christmas Carol. Didn't you direct it? At uh, yeah, I did. Or... I directed it uh, three years ago. Yeah. Nice. And you guys yeah. didn't just, Blair, you're not just directing it. You guys like rewrote the script. Yeah, or... yeah. We yeah. rewrote the script together because I was like, you know, I want to I do a different Christmas Carol. Yeah. And that's really hard. Blair can never be sad. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I like Christmas Carol, just but like I just me. want it to be... Different, different from all the other Christmas carols. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. We made a new adap- adaptation of it, and that I, I'm interested to see how it's going to go. You guys have already started rehearsal, though. How's how's that going? Is it? Uh, great, great. You know, we're getting into, we're about a week away from our designer run, and yeah. uh, we're getting into the process where it's getting real good. <laughs> it's getting real nice. Like, we got them on stage, they're off book. They're and, off book. And, and so now I can really start tweaking, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is... This is finally starting to shape out to what I was thinking it was going to be. And I so. broke Mitch on the dance. So. <laughs> oh, good job. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't realize he was dancing. And then he showed up for dance rehearsals. didn't realize he was in that scene. And we're like, yeah, you're in the scene. He's like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, oh, you're good. You're a good uh, trooper, Mitch. And then, um, yeah, the next day he came in, I guess, limping. I felt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> when, when does uh, Christmas Carol open? Uh, December 8th. December 8th, I think, is a Saturday. I think is opening for that show. Uh, Kai, we have to get tickets. Kai says, great. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I'll be there for loading and Hell Sunday and stuff, too, because I try not to miss your guys' show. Yay! Sometimes I manage between you and Sean to miss them. But, uh, so people can get tickets at, at the Playhouse. Yeah. And I think the uh, longbeachplayhouse.org. Yes. You can get tickets there. You can call in. Um, we'll attach the phone number to this. I think you can go online, online call and get in, tickets go as well, the day yeah. of if it's not sold out. Hopefully yeah. it's sold out. Yeah, generally this show sells out. And I know that they have benefit performances that are already, they like booked every single benefit they could for this show. So nice. It's, uh, it's really popular. And uh, yes, I think, I think I remember the goal of the show is to ruin someone's Christmas because they always come up and they're like, I couldn't get tickets to Christmas Carol. You ruined our Christmas. <laughs> it's so. like, well, we've been doing this for years, so buy tickets in advance. Yep, yep. Like, the show was announced months ago. You could have gotten tickets. Okay, so we need to buy tickets soon. Got it. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, is there any, besides people going to the Playhouse to find tickets, is there any social media stuff you guys have that people can follow you or find you on or... I know uh, I fo- we follow you guys yes. on Facebook and Instagram, but yes, apparently we have an Instagram. Yeah, you guys don't really. Do no, much I you know I'm not. I'm definitely not hip to the times. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are Fox the Larry. Yeah, Fox and the Fee, Larry. You just changed yours not long ago, so I you had you had like art by fee. Oh, art art of fee on Facebook or something. Yeah. Well, I had that on Facebook. I I think I started an Instagram account at one point, but I have not been on it in years. <laughs> so that's not useful but you can find them on uh facebook yep i, I don't Larry... check my facebook either <laughs> <laughs> you can't find fee anywhere you're just gonna have to go see if she's at the playhouse yeah uh larry does post a lot of pictures of his buildings and updates and stuff like that um uh kai was just reminding me that fee does great paintings <laughs> <laughs> we i commissioned yeah. one from her for 
Kai's birthday and it's hanging on our wall and it's great. So sometimes spin fee postings, you can see some of her great work. I know you can go back through pictures and see some yeah, of them. Yeah. Uh, like my favorite, I'm, at some point I'm going to get that mushroom from you. The upside down mushroom. Oh, yeah. That they sauteed and he has like the cross-eyed dead face and his friend is very sad. <laughs> so sad. I don't know mushrooms. I love that one. I don't know it's why, so but I love that picture. I, every time I go to guys' house and it's hanging in the kitchen, I'm like, yes, I love that picture. <laughs> You just need to take it one of these days. Just like take it off the wall and walk out they, the door. See they if they have notice. so many pictures all over the place, and they re- I know. Like, every free time up I some wall space. <laughs> just yeah, take yeah. it. Yeah, great. Give them something new to do. If I just take their current picture yeah. collection, they'll come over here and be like, "Wait, how did? Never mind. Just, <laughs> uh, I acquired it. Yeah, it wanted to be here. Clearly, it wanted to be here. The cats gave it to me. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Uh, so yeah, any, anything else you guys want to add? Oh uh, yeah, I didn't realize I could talk for so long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. That's what everyone says, and we're like, no, really. At an hour, we usually have to like stop people because otherwise, we could go on forever. Yeah, because it's like, hey, talk about something you love and you've been doing for a while. Okay, this has been really fun. I like yeah, hanging out with you yeah. Guys. Thanks, thanks for Yay! talking with us. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, and now we're gonna play games. Yeah, games. <laughs> <laughs> and eat hamburgers and apple pie because that's what I made. Perfect. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for being on the podcast. Cool, yeah. and, thanks, uh, thanks I, Stacey. Thanks, thanks, Cindy. I think we can you. Uh, release the podcast right before um, right before your show opens. Oh, cool. So, I awesome. I don't know if anybody will pay attention to it, but definitely <laughs> people can follow Brilliant. the link and get pictures and, you know, get tickets and, and should be that, fun so. and different. We're going for yeah, a, yeah. a lighthearted approach yeah, this so time, I come, think. Come wanting to laugh. Hopefully I can make you laugh. That'd yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Try not to ruin my Christmas, you know, ruin somebody else's Christmas. Great. <laughs> Get tickets now so you don't ruin it. It's part Christmas. of the experience, I think, to have your Christmas ruined. <laughs> At least once in a while, Christmas yeah. has to be ruined. It's really the pre-show of Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> Ruining Christmas by the Murrays. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more, visit our website at twinstocktheater.podbean.com and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play Music. You can also interact with us on Facebook or Instagram at Twinstock Theater. Title music, Dance Macop, is provided by Kevin McLeod of incomtech.com under Creative Commons License 3.0.